This is Man's Search for Medicine with your hosts, Brandon Smith and Zach Pope. This podcast is the result of our desire to change the standard of care for chronic disease and to make wellness and optimal health the new norm. We're seeking out the health knowledge we haven't learned in medical school, and we're connecting with innovators and thought leaders needed to drive this change. Through this learning process, we hope to excite doctors, empower patients, and challenge dogma, all while bringing humility and curiosity to the art and science of medicine. So I'm here with Dr. Anshul Gupta in the Cleveland Clinic Department of Functional Medicine. So he trained in family medicine at MD Anderson in Houston, Texas, and he also has training in functional medicine as well as integrative medicine. And welcome to our the podcast. Hi, Brandon. How are you? Doing well. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for inviting me over here. Yeah, no, thanks for doing this. So I've been chatting with you for about a month now at this point. Yeah. And it's been fun following along. Um, the first question I want to ask is how would you describe functional medicine? Yeah, very nice question, and uh, I get this question a lot, and uh, so, uh, most of the people actually do not know what we do as functional medicine providers. So the way I kind of describe functional medicine is that uh, it's basically a system-based medicine uh, which has science behind it. What we try to do is kind of go to the root cause analysis of problems. So the conventional medicine, which kind of goes by system-based medicine, which is mainly s- symptom-based, that you know based on the symptoms you get diagnosed with a particular disease in functional medicine we feel there is an underlying imbalance going on in your system and that imbalance leads to those symptoms so we go to the root cause of the problem which is a dysfunction and try to create a balance with the hope of improving the symptoms and also the disease process right and to me i think the way that someone described it was it's kind of a lens in which to just look at someone it's a little bit different than the way that the conventional system has been doing that is correct yeah so in conventional medicine how we are trained is looking at the the symptoms and then kind of um, basing our diagnosis based on that and sometimes we do get trained into the you know the the basics of our dysfunctions like biochemistry physiology but you know later on in our training those things get sidelined and then we are just mainly involved into symptom based medicine so in functional medicine kind of we go back to those basics again and kind of look at at each and every individual patient and his or her biochemistry and physiology to kind of make the treatment plan that makes sense for him or her right and so with that individualized medicine what are the typical patients that you get Oh, we get all kinds of patients, uh, and that's the fun about it, and that's the reason I like family medicine too, because I see the whole gamut of patients. But typically, our patients are much more sicker. Those have chronic diseases, you know, like chronic pain issues, chronic anxiety, chronic fatigue, gut dysfunction, autoimmune disease patients, and patients basically who have not got answers uh, through their regular conventional medicine folks is what you know we see a lot of times. Right. And how did you end up hearing about functional medicine and getting interested in it? Yeah, so my journey has been interesting, you know, like, um, so I was uh, at MD Anderson Cancer Center doing a research assistant uh, position with them in integrative medicine. And then later on, I was doing my residency at uh, Hennepin County Medical Center. That's where my mentor over there was functional medicine. So she introduced me to the IFM and I did some training with her. I followed her along with that. 
So she introduced me to the concepts. I was able to see actually in her clinic how she goes through her patients and use functional medicine modalities to improve their disease process. So that was very fascinating. So that's where I wanted to kind of serve the patient population with chronic diseases um, and kind of involve functional medicine in the treatment. And so it sounds like you did a little bit of primary care work in there. What was the biggest difference or, I guess, most difficult part about transitioning into practicing functional medicine? So, um, in uh, primary care, you know, medicine is very, very different than functional medicine. In primary care, our time is very limited with our patients. Uh, we have to see a certain number of patients in a day. Uh, where I was working, it was an underserved area, so we did not have too many providers. So, we, we were always busy with seeing a lot of patients. So unfortunately, you know, I was not able to provide the same quality of education to our patients in terms of lifestyle factors. What should what should they eat? How to manage stress? You know, what kind of exercise is best for them? So those are challenges I was facing over there. Uh, but then when I transitioned into functional medicine, I had more time with my patients. Now the challenges has been, you know, with functional medicine is that now we have to be much more detail oriented with things. We have more time, which is good, but the complexity of the patients is also very big. Uh, so sometimes, you know, it was initially an adjustment, like, you know, with only 15 minutes visits going to an hour visit, uh, sometimes it felt that, okay, well, I had too much time with the patients. But then uh, we realized that the complexity of the patients was very high. So to address all of those issues and kind of, you know, switching over to not just a primary care role, but in a specialist role now, was a little bit diff- kind of you know different than before right it's kind of nice to get to the complexity of the patients and see that it can fill that full hour exactly and initially it was like okay well you have you know a gi problem go to a gastroenterologist okay you have this you know uh, endocrine problem see an endocrinologist but now i'm able to address all of those issues and i can handle because i have more time at my you know disposal so i can take care of much more problems and just kind of being a referral place for my patients Right. And so one thing you mentioned earlier was enjoying just the full spectrum of problems and patients that came in. With that, is there a particular favorite problem that you like addressing or what is your, I guess, biggest clinical interest right now? Right now, it's autoimmune diseases, uh, especially focusing on Hashimoto's disease, thyroid dysfunction. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where my uh, interest has been. Um, we just have such an epidemic going on of autoimmune diseases in the last several years. And most of you know time, the conventional medicine, we do not know why that is happening. Uh, we have the new biologic medications, which are really nice to address that epidemic. But I feel that the lifestyle plays a huge role. So that's where I think functional medicine has made a good uh, uh, impact in improving the quality of life of those patients and sometimes even improving the disease process. Right. And I mean, it seems like some of these patients that are coming in don't necessarily have a specific specialist that their problem falls under. And then it ends up falling back to the primary care doctor who doesn't necessarily have the expertise in their specific problem. Exactly. So a lot of these autoimmune patients come to kind of say uh, that they have these non-specific complaints of, let's say, joint pains or fatigue, and they had a, a whole gamut of blood work. And sometimes the results are non-specific. When they see these specialists, they said, well, you're not at that point where we will call or categorize you at a particular disease, uh, but maybe you will there in the future, but we don't have anything to offer you right now. So patients are very disheartened or they, they, they feel that they do not know what to do during the time. 
So, and obviously the primary care physician said that, okay, well, if the, if the specialist says just follow up with them in like in a year or two, just go ahead and do that. And again, they are at a loss, so they do not know what to do. So that's where I think functional medicine can make a difference in kind of uh, helping these patients out, not go to the full-blown autoimmune disease, but controlling it beforehand, at the same time improving the quality of life. So that's where I think functional medicine makes a huge, huge impact in improving that quality of life and not just kind of um, improving the disease process also. Right. And I mean, I think it has a lot to do with the types of, um, I guess, the types of interventions that you have. Can you kind of talk a little bit about what you guys do as far as interventions? I mean, I know it's mostly lifestyle. Yeah. So, I mean, our interventions are complex, first of all. Um, (laughs) It's not like a single pill that we give to a patient and they get all better because we feel there are complex factors which are playing a role in the development of these diseases. So, obviously, our core is the lifestyle factors, which, which is first is nutrition or food. So we have different nutrition and your food plans for different kinds of people, depending on, you know, uh, what kind of diseases they are coming up with. Those food plans are restrictive and basically it removes certain kinds of food which are pro-inflammatory to their system and incorporating food which are healthy. A lot of vegetables, a lot of kind of plant-based diet is what we kind of believe in uh, with, uh, with, again, antioxidants and stuff. The second thing, uh, second thing we are very huge on is stress management. I think that plays such a big role in a lot of these chronic diseases. So we work on the stress management. The third thing we work on is exercise, which I call body movement because exercise has sometimes has a negative connotation. For some people, they said, I cannot exercise. But if I change it to body movement, okay, well, can you dance? And most people like to dance. Right. So that's the third piece. The fourth piece you work on is sleep. You know, that's such an important core part of our, li- of our life that we often get neglected on. So those are the lifestyle factors that we work on, you know, the diet, you know, the nutrition, the exercise, the sleeping and the stress management. And then, then after that, we obviously sometimes introduce some supplements, you know, if you feel that is appropriate for certain patients. And do you have any particular favorite supplement if you only had to pick one, either for yourself or for most patients? You know, it's very tough <laughs> because there's so many good ones. Uh, but I will say vitamin D, mm-hmm. you know, especially um, in the northern kind of areas, you know, even in south, you know, like everywhere I've seen vitamin D deficiency. It's such a simple thing to test and so it's such easily replaceable, but often neglected. So I feel that is so much potential. You know, now we have so much good research on vitamin D being linked to like almost every chronic disease out there. So I think that's a simple fix and, you know, everybody should get tested. And then if they are low, then, you know, it's, it does make a huge difference in the quality of life. Right. I mean, I do think most people are deficient, actually. Yeah. I mean, I'm very surprised people think, oh, well, you know, I'm out in the sun all the time. I said, well, do you mind if I check it? And we check it and it is always low. So when people say, well, I'm very surprised I'm low in that. So I said, yeah, I mean, I'm also surprised, too. Uh, because this is that for some reason we do not get enough vitamin D, even though when we are outside, we are covered from head to toe, or even, you know, where you are, you know, the rays of the sun do not make vitamin D all the time. So it's, it's much more complex than just being out in the sun. And so looking at a lot of people's lifestyle factors, what's one of the more common things that you see people making a mistake in as far as being able to have a big impact on their health? So this is a joke that I kind of share with all of my patients. 
I always tell them the only one thing which I'm going to give you for free is stress management. And that is the most important factor in your healing process. And most of the patients always do not take it seriously. I feel stress management is such a huge factor. You know, stress has traditionally been linked to all the psychological problems. Let's say people have, you know, anxiety or depression or PTSD. But now we know stress is actually a physical component to it. You know, stress impacts your life or health in autoimmune diseases, chronic pain issues, you know, chronic fatigue issues. Such an important factor. And our lives these days are so stressful. So nobody kind of takes a pause, takes a minute to kind of pay attention to their own body kind of work on that stress management so I share that with all of my patients that okay well you know don't get kind of you know inclined towards taking 10 different supplements or kind of doing everything else and just neglecting the stress management I think that's the core and the most important piece which a lot of time is neglected right well thank you for letting me interview you Dr. Gupta it's been fun working with you yeah it was a pleasure thank you so much all right have a good one you too This podcast is for general informational purposes only and doesn't constitute medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and material of the podcast is at the user's own risk. Guests who speak on the podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. The content of this podcast is not a substitute for professional medical advice. Listeners should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any treatment of conditions.